First Right Podcast, a weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration of America. I'm Doug Truax, founder and president of Restoration of America. Today we are blessed to have a return guest from the all-important state of Wisconsin. His name is Dan O'Donnell, host of a popular morning talk radio show in Milwaukee on WISN 1130. Hey Dan, thanks so much for coming on the show. Well, the pleasure is all mine. All right, good. So uh, big stuff in Wisconsin, right? Big race. Everybody's talking about it. So just as a starting point, since we get this out around the country, uh, also in in Wisconsin, but around the country, uh, just give the viewers a quick rundown on why everybody's talking about this race in Wisconsin. Well, because this is for control of the Wisconsin Supreme Court. There was a conservative justice, former Chief Justice Patience Rogensack, who decided not to seek another 10-year term because she's 80 years old. So she's Uh, taking a much-deserved retirement, and that's opened up a seat. Now, as things stand now with Rogan Sachs' retirement, there are three conservatives and three liberals. The race that will be concluded on Tuesday is between a former justice named Dan Kelly, who's an ardent conservative. He unfortunately lost his seat on the court in 2020, and he's running against an uber-liberal Milwaukee County judge by the name of Janet Protasiewicz. And the reason that this is considered to be such a big race, because it doesn't just impact things in Wisconsin. You might not know this, but there is a presidential race next year. I think people are starting to talk about that a little bit. Wisconsin, of course, is and probably always will be considered one of the key uh, swing states. Well, Wisconsin, with the conservative Supreme Court majority that we've had for about the last 15 years now, has been able to pass under former Republican Governor Scott Walker voter ID. The Wisconsin Supreme Court, with its conservative majority, just banned ballot harvesting in the state of Wisconsin, just gave a definitive ruling that ballot harvesting is illegal. If conservatives lose the court on Tuesday, Mark my words, voter ID will be gone by the time that Americans are casting their ballots in 2024. Ballot harvesting will again be legal. We may even have a challenge to Wisconsin's electoral maps, which could mean that the control of the United States House, if we lose two Republican congressmen, Brian Stile and Derek Van Orden here, that that Republican majority, which is razor thin as it is, could be gone. It's not just enough to say that Wisconsin is at stake. I don't think it's any hyperbole to say that the future of the country is at stake here. Yeah, how about it? And chalk another one up. Let me just put an ad in here for Republicans doing a much better job as we go forward on advanced planning and being proactive as we see these things come. Because the left, they're all over it. They got the long-term plan. They got the organizations. They're working it. Uh, We're always a little late. I think we're doing much better in this race than we've probably ever been doing, but uh, we got to get better at this side of it. And there's going to be more super important races down the road. I couldn't agree with you more. This is implications on this thing are huge. So so when you talk about the race and and the polling and and there's a lot going on, I think Protosawitz is pretty, when it all started, she was pretty far out front, but there's been other polling going on. Give us your sense of what you're seeing on the ground for the polling and not just the polling, but how you feel this is turning right now. Boy, anybody who thinks that anyone is going to win a race in Wisconsin by more than about five points nowadays is nuts. The last time we had really a, a runaway statewide winner was when Tammy Baldwin ran for re-election. She won by about, I think, eight or nine points in 2018. Outside of that, pretty much every statewide race in Wisconsin is within four or five points 
Uh, the very good, very conservative Senator Ron Johnson just won re-election by the skin of his teeth over a radical leftist, our former lieutenant governor. So I think this is going to come down to turnout. I, I, I hate to sound cliche, but this is really anyone's race. And if you take a look at the, the sort of ads that Protasewicz is running here in Wisconsin, especially in the Milwaukee and Madison media markets, the two biggest cities, where she absolutely has to run up the score, she is not sounding like a candidate who thinks she's up by a lot. And what's telling me that she's a little nervous is that she's not pounding the table with abortion. Now, of course, she's promised to uh, be the deciding vote to legalize abortion again here in Wisconsin. But she's essentially, with her advertising in the last days of this campaign, accusing Dan Kelly of being corrupt, like literally using the word corrupt to describe Dan Kelly and her advertising. That's not something to me that someone does when they think they're way ahead, when they bring out these wild allegations like this. So I think this is really anyone's race. My guess, it's two points either way. But honestly, this is the first time in a long time I really don't have a sense of which way this one is going. Wow, that's, uh, that's surprising that you don't have that sense because you're the guy that usually does. And that just goes to show that, like you said, this is, this is always tight. And, you know, just it's an April election. There's a lot of nuance here around uh, the turnout in general. It's, a, you know, a, a potentially low turnout race. But then now you have all this attention. So, that's, so we're going to see how that, all those factors are going to play in. Uh, here in a couple of days, and and so uh, so thanks for for sharing that. We're obviously uh, pulling for all those Republicans in Wisconsin that are you know, getting the vote out and uh, making sure everybody knows to go vote. So um, so I want to talk to you about the about the media and uh, you know their ability to ignore stories. You know you've you've broken a lot of good things over over time here. The vote buying scheme, possible yep. possible illegal registration, voter registration going on, and so. Tell us a little bit more about all that and, and where you think that stands. Are we get any traction on those issues now? Well, about a month ago, I broke a, a scheme by a former member of the state Democratic Party who has come up with what appears to be a scam pack called Wisconsin Takes Action. And what they're doing is paying people in the form of digital gift cards in order to text their friends and families about voting. And if you text 60 people, you get $60. So they're essentially paying a dollar per voter that you contact. Well, the problem with this is under Wisconsin statutes, this falls under election bribery. It is illegal in Wisconsin to pay anything to any elector to cast a ballot, to induce any other person to vote. What they're doing is a clear example of election bribery. I can tell you that there is almost certainly at least one investigation that's going on right now uh, into this activity. But as far as how effective it is, uh, let's face it, you know, your, your average liberal 20-something who is being targeted with this scheme isn't going to take the time to text 60 different people. I think you have to text them four or five different times right up to and including on election day to make sure that they voted in order to get like 150 or 250 dollars in gift cards it just seems like uh, a lot of work in terms of what i believe to be unlawful voter registration it seems like milwaukee public schools the state's largest school district is actually sharing student voter registration data with the league of women voters and other various third-party liberal groups now 
I just got an email back three weeks after I broke this story from Milwaukee Public Schools saying, no, we, we aren't doing anything illegal. Uh, okay, well, why did you wait three weeks before uh, getting back to me after you've clearly done all of your get out the vote drives? So the status of that is a little less clear. Uh, I haven't heard if there are gonna be any lawsuits or anything uh, about that. But what I have been using my platforms to do here in Wisconsin is to encourage conservatives to do the exact same thing, to text friends and family about voting, to, now I obviously can't pay them in gift cards or anything like that, but to get out and vote early. Remember, in 2022, in November, the, the places where conservatives, where Republicans made big gains, were in New York and California, and of course, Florida, all places where early voting and ballot harvesting are essentially being done as a matter of course. So the quicker that other conservatives in other states like Wisconsin hop on board, I think the better off that we're going to be. Yeah, that's the one thing I keep saying a lot is that we actually, going forward now, we have to have two thoughts in mind. We have to do everything we can to win. Uh, and whatever that means, as, as long as it's legal, you know, the voting early, helping people get their ballots in, all those types of things are different in different states. But if it's legal, let's do it to the best of our ability. Yep. And then when we win and we're back in power, then we can have the conversation about, okay, we need to go back closer to election day and fewer ballots in the mail, all those things that we wanna like get it back to the way it should be so that there's less opportunity to cheat. But we gotta, well, do, and, we gotta do both things. And the other thing, I'm sorry to cut you off, but this is the most important point that I'm stressing. If we can beat liberals at their own game of early voting and mail-in balloting, they will be begging us to change the right. law back to just right. election day. I promise you, the best way to return to election day from what we have now, which is essentially election month, mm -hmm. remember, we're like the only first world country that does voting this way, where you essentially just, you know, send in your ballots like it's American Idol, for goodness sakes. Every other country doesn't do mail-in balloting right. because of the potential for fraud. If conservatives master mail-in balloting, if conservatives start winning elections consistently using mail-in balloting, I promise you, the left will want to return to one day only voting, excuse only early or absentee voting, and we'll get a victory without actually having to change laws over the objections of Democrats. Yeah, no, that's a great point. You know, just got to get good at it. You're right. And then they'll be like, oh, we can't do this anymore. We're getting beat. And because I think, you know, it's still a center right country. And I, I yeah. think we just have to do a better job of getting our folks out and making it happen. It's just not been one of those things that we've been, you know, great at over the years is the voter registration drives and all these things that they're just killing us at now. But we're like waking up to it. Uh, one other thing I was going to ask you about, though, too, is like, you see all these things, so like you talk about the gift cards and the bribery and everything. And uh, you know, we're, we're very frustrated on the right with the lack of, it's just, it's just lawlessness. And then there's a lack of enforcement. And so I think we're probably gonna start seeing, you know, I get your opinion on this, start seeing more and more people that now have standing because their vote didn't count because somebody got bribed to vote over here. They have standing filing, uh, filing civil lawsuits against these people on the ground that are actually doing these things because you know, is, is anybody, is any law enforcement official going to go after them? I don't know, in this environment, probably not. It's super frustrating. They should. But if they don't, they would take it in their own hands and get, get you know, 
I hate to say it, get the lawyers out, right? And go after some of these people. Well, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I've been telling people. Yeah. Uh, if you do believe you have standing, we have a great organization here in Wisconsin called WILL, the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. I'm willing to wager that there are other groups in uh, states that our viewers might be watching us in that do fundamentally the same thing, that will take up lawsuits like this. If you believe you do have standing to sue over something that you believe was unlawful or something that might have, in fact, in essence, disenfranchised you, absolutely get lawyers involved. Make sure that any sort of election irregularity is tied up in the courts. Try to get an injunction, uh, at least a temporary injunction, to stop it before Election Day. I mean, this is what the, the left has Mark Elias, who is a, a former Clinton lawyer, and he has been doing this sort of stuff for years. Every time Republicans try to put any sort of check on uh, you know, voter ID or anything like that, trying to verify who it is that's actually casting a ballot, Elias and the various law firms that he's been with will sue. Conservatives need to learn to play the left's game and play it better than them. And if we know anything about liberals is that as soon as you beat them, they will whine, they will cry, and they will demand that the rules are, excuse me, that the rules are changed. Absolutely, yeah, gotta go back at them as hard as we can. And I would just encourage all of our viewers to, if you know out there, conservative lawyers who are willing to fight it out, praise them, encourage them, because this is another area too, I think that, you know, we don't wanna do frivolous things, and we don't want lawyers get in trouble because they put out stuff that just has no real you know, value or standing to it. But I do admire now these conservative lawyers around the country. They're like, you know what? We got to fight this out. We got to go after mm -hmm. them because to your point about Elias, I think they have a lot of their own people besides Elias that are willing to do this. We just have to go and, and, and do it. Our, our guys have to do it too. It's just a super heated environment. You know, the media is after you and everything else, but we just have to recognize this is what it is and, and we got to be willing to fight it out. So yeah, those, those guys at will are, are great. So totally agree. Uh, one last thing I want to ask you about. So uh, on Restoration News, we, we've been uh, reporting about uh, Janet Protasewicz's light sentencing. And, uh, and we've got this Perez case and the, the most recent it's murder. It's a terrible thing. All this stuff. And it plays into what's going on with the campaign and her light sentencing of this guy who may have done this thing, but they don't want to cover it. So, so talk to us a little bit about how the, you know, it looks like the media is in full lockdown mode to try to help her get over the finish line in spite of her light sentencing problem. Well, not only that, they actually today, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel put out a story in which one of the victims of a rape in which Protasewicz didn't give a whole lot of prison time to the uh, defendant, to the rapist, actually came out. She wasn't identified because she is a sexual assault victim, but she came out and blasted the use of her case as a, a political ad. So not only is the Journal Sentinel and uh, the Wisconsin State Journal and TV stations and radio stations, Wisconsin Public Radio, here in Wisconsin refusing to cover these light sentences, you now have the media actively seeking out a victim so that she can blast associates and allies of Dan Kelly for daring to highlight how lenient Janet Protasewicz was. I myself have broken at least four or five of these stories, these cases. I mean, there was one where a man raped his unconscious cousin 
Protasewicz actually praised his character during the sentencing hearing, gave him 14 months after accepting a plea deal when he went from a maximum sentence of about 40 years in prison to 10. I, I mean, it is just case after case after case after case, all saying the same thing. The media doesn't just refuse to report on it, but will actively attack anyone who dares to bring this sort of thing up. What this does tell me, however, is that Protasewicz and her allies, i.e. the media, think that this is an issue on which she is extremely vulnerable. You don't do a story like this unless you believe that the stories of what uh, we are now calling her No Jail Janet has been doing while on the bench in Milwaukee. It, you don't do these unless you believe that the No Jail Janet nickname and the whole theme of her just being incredibly lenient is having an impact. I think it is, and that's why I think we're seeing this organized press blackout, which actually is kind of amazing. It, 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 we never used to see this, where the press would just pretend that something didn't exist. They would cover a story and try their best to minimize it. Now we're just seeing, if there is a story that doesn't fit their narrative, it's yeah. gone. You just, yeah. you do not see it. For example, let me, let me, let me ask you this. Did you know that Protasewicz's former stepson accused her of violently beating his father, her former husband, who she was married to back in the 1990s when she was 34 and he was 70. And also he accused Protasewicz of using the N-word to refer to people who came before her when she was an assistant district attorney. I'm willing to wager none of your viewers ever heard of that because the media simply refused to give it any oxygen after it was initially reported by a great website called wisconsinrightnow.com. Absolutely, no, I, I, I know what you're talking about, but you're right, it's not out there very much at all because no. they don't wanna talk about it. And it is the strangest thing now. I mean, it's a natural outcome. We kind of saw this coming, right? Because it moved from what you said, well, let's just, let's talk about it. Let's put it on page six and let, let's put yep. it back there and don't talk. And it, you know, you kind of think it through, well, if that's not working for them, they're just going to go full lockdown and not even talk about it. I mean, there's, they're just total Democrat operatives. And uh, oh, yeah, you know, they, they got a built in. They got a built in PR system that's working for them. So, yeah, well, we're fighting back. And so I do have one more thing I want to ask you. So what do you think Dan Kelly needs to do in the final days here to pull this off? Uh, just keep encouraging people to get out and vote. And not only that, text like 10, 20 of your right-leaning friends. I was actually shocked when talking to people who are actually making phone calls on behalf of Kelly at how many people in rural northern and western Wisconsin don't even know that there's a Supreme Court race, okay? You need to. If you are in Wisconsin, you're watching this, you're listening to this, whatever it is, text as many people as you know and make sure they vote and don't just vote vote early we've got a couple more days of in-person absentee voting there's still time to get your mail-in uh, ballot back make sure you get out and vote don't leave it to chance by waiting for election day on tuesday get out and vote now yeah amen got to do it we got to tell each other what's going on especially small ra these off cycle races totally we got to let everybody know yeah I, I see that too it's it's a little discouraging but I do think there's enough heat on this whole thing and there's enough ads and there's a lot of money going into this uh, into the state right now. I think the awareness level is going up, which then goes back to center right people, people in the middle, 
They don't want to be attacked by somebody who got a light sentence. I mean, you know, it starts to turn into like, well, this could happen to me. It's not just off right. someplace else, right? So they're thinking, I got I to do the right thing here. So, I, I, you know, I'm always the eternal optimist. It's going to go our way, but we'll see what happens. So, hey, Dan, well, thanks so much for all that you do and your courage and reporting all these things and breaking these stories and, and hang in there and let us know what, what we can do to help you out there, okay? Absolutely. Have a good one. All right, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and for supporting conservative media. Don't ever forget that by working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. Until next week, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America. First Right, a new kind of news summary without the liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe by texting First Right to 30161. That's First Right, all caps, one word to 30161.